Hello, everyone. You've got David opposing the Matrix here. How are you today? Let me get my hat straight. I'm, folks, I'm a mess. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a mess. I've been working all day out in this cottage. And so I've got drywall dust on me. I've got sap on me from the wood. I've got, I fell a couple of times. So I, I've got dust all over my pants and everything else. So I <laughs> come into this as a dirty man. Um, and, uh, just if anybody's got any questions why I got stuff on me, that's why. Okay. Um, but the show must go on, right? The show must go on. So we, we will continue to provide you with education and entertainment and everything else that you might want. Okay. And of course, um, you see, uh, if you've checked, we have a show uh, scheduled for Thursday. Uh, when Brian's on, we're going to be talking about the Nephilim and uh, a, lot, a lot of things about them uh, that, that's kind of misunderstood. Don't get me wrong. They were evil. I'm just saying that there's some stuff that, that went on with the Nephilim, and uh, we need to talk about that because we need to get the story straight. If you're going to go in and talk to somebody about stuff like this, you have to have your story straight. You have to have your history straight. You have to have facts, real facts. Not fake news, not ABC kind of stuff or NBC or CBS or especially CNN. No, you have to have the truth. You have to have everything in front of you to present because you're always going to have that one question that comes up that you're going to need to answer. So you might as well be ready for it. And uh, even the scripture says to show thyself approved. Study it so that show thyself approved. So not just scripture. You know, we, we sure we, we uh, study scripture. We we get that into our head and our hearts, but also other things, too, that we need to present for people in order to present the truth, in order to counter the lie. Okay? So, that having been said, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything funny that Obama, oh, no, Obama, <laughs> same difference, um, Biden has done. Um, I haven't really been watching the news, so I really can't say, you know, um, which is a miracle right there, you know, watching the news and... Uh, uh, you know, this it's worthless. The news is worthless. So, uh, aside from watching the news, which is at a minimal every day, um, you know, we, 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 we watch YouTube and stuff like that. We don't like getting into all the politics that's involved in, in other TVs, you know, the stupid commercials that tell us we need to vaccinate our kids at six months. And another commercial that says that, um, that abortion's okay. Uh, you know, it, it's just getting really old. So, you know, you just, <laughs> there's a scripture that says, the, and I'm paraphrasing here, whatever's good, whatever's honest, whatever right, whatever loving. It says, uh, think on these things, okay? And too many people get wrapped up watching television. Um, we get into our own little clicks on, you know, what we're going to watch and, and uh, soon those things become favorites that we're watching. And we're taking too much time to work on those things than we are to work on what we're supposed to be working on. So, and that was, we talked about that in the show, well, two, two or three shows ago about distractions, you know, and we have to ignore distractions and keep moving forward. Um, keeping our eyes on Yeshua, the, the uh, starter and finisher of our faith. Okay, so too many people are involved in looking for the Antichrist or 
you know, looking for this or looking for that when, <laughs> you know, there, there's things that are usually folks, when it comes to prophecy, there's usually don't see that thing until the thing is accomplished. Okay. Yeah, I know we're looking for the Antichrist. He, he can show up, but we're looking more for Yeshua to return because uh, that's going to be more, much more awesome and long-lasting and eternal uh, condition. But um, we have to um, keep, keep a fix on him because when we do, everything kind of fades away. All, all the yucky stuff, uh, crappy stuff on earth kind of fades away. Oh, oh, let's see. We got somebody in the chat room already. Who might that be? Oh, hi. Hi, Nightmare. Okay. Okay, see you when you get back. If I'm here, if not, download it and watch it. Okay. That's nice. It's when, you're, when your listeners write to you and tell you why they can't be there. It's nice. I like that. It's kind of like a friendship. You know, it's more of a friendship than a uh, broadcast listenership. That's a word. Um, anyway, so where were we? Okay. So, you know, the past two years, if, if you don't know about COVID, you haven't lived the past two years, you've been on another planet somewhere or living under a rock or in a cave or, or somewhere else. But, uh, it's the biggest fraud that was ever perpetrated on the human race. And it continues too. It really does. But, um, it continues kind of in a. Oh, how do you put this? A covert. That's a good word. In a covert sort of way. You know, the, the news, the um, the mainstream media, the elites and everything don't need it right now. Okay. So they've kind of pushed it to the back burner where it can erupt again anytime. Okay. And then they're going to be starting that crap all over again. You know, with, uh, oh, you got to wear a mask. Got to stand six feet apart. I don't have to do anything. Sorry. But I'm a, I'm a sovereign individual and I will remain a sovereign individual till the day I die. So, um, anyway, so yeah, it's put on the back burner. Now we have, <laughs> now we got this election thing going on, which you don't really hear that much of on the, um, the, uh, mainstream media, but it's, it's out there. People are talking about January 6th is another thing. You know, that's, that's a big mess that the Democrats have basically made up and, and they're trying to, to pin it on Trump. <laughs> Trump could be dead for 50 years and they're going to be blaming stuff on him. You know, it's, I don't know. He, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say any more about that. But anyway, um, so we have all these other fires burn. The other one's smoldering right now, but it's not being put out. It's being allowed to smolder. And uh, so that it can be taken back to the front anytime you want. Kind of like when you, um, in, in Italian cooking, a lot of times we use olive oil, <laughs> many times olive oil. And uh, so you use the olive oil for something. And well, then when you're done, the olive oil is still good. So you use it for something else. Okay. So it's, it's the same kind of principle with what's going on around this country and around this world. Is that they, they push the olive oil to the back and then they, like they say, let's make it, they say uh, antipasto or salad. And... Uh, and, but this, the, the olive oil is still there to use again for something else. And it always does get used again for something else. So um, anyway, that's, that's kind of the way it works. So 
but let me let me uh, let me throw something else out there. Uh, what if what if something else was introduced, like overnight almost, kind of like COVID was almost overnight? Okay, what if um, what if the elites say, hey, you know, uh, now that we've killed everybody's immune system that took the shot. And now that they're susceptible to catching anything that's out there, even a cold, they can catch easier because their immune system's dead. What do we want to, what do we want to whip on them now? Okay, let's see. I looked up the figures. We, uh, if, if these numbers are right, which I doubt it, because they're either lowballing it or highballing it because that's what, what government does. And these are CDC numbers, so take that with a grain of salt. But um, according to that, um, 556,277,687 people came down with COVID around the world, okay? About, interesting, it's about half a million. It's, isn't that exactly what the Georgia Guidestone said? Maintain populations at, uh, at 500 million to keep in harmony with nature. By the way, did you see that somebody set a bomb off and tried to blow that thing up? And I guess they did enough damage to where the <laughs> they they came in and bulldozed it down. I guess the owners did. Um, so it's gone. I, it's, significantly, I don't know what that means. Uh, does that mean that we're winning? Uh, does it mean that uh, they have to backtrack? They have to put things on hold for a few years in order to, to regain and regroup? Hmm, could be. By the way, um, worldwide, uh, zero point, let's see. Oh, 99.81% survivability rate with COVID. 99.8. It doesn't get much higher than that, folks. It really doesn't. So going through all those stringent things that we went through, uh, with the masks and the, the spacing six feet and, and this and that, and those and them and this and that, you know, Every time you turned around, they came out with something different. They surprised they didn't want us to, you know, swing a chicken above our head, cluck three times, and clap our, or, you know, click our heels or something. I don't know. I wonder how many of the libtards would do that if they told them to do that. That'd be interesting to see. Okay. Tonight we're going to talk about a disease. Let's call it an infection. An infection is a live, a live. Um, thing okay a disease is something that usually can last for years and years and years like um well polio is a disease and you see you could see the effect of that of polio on people that had it um smallpox if you survived it you usually had pock marks all over your face and the rest of your body too as a testimony to that you had smallpox there's always something that's left behind okay um what i'm what i'm thinking in that I don't want this to be a thus saith the Lord, you know, I really don't because I, but I just tend to know after living on this earth for 63 years now, plus 63 plus that when people like the elites talking about the Rockefellers, the Bilderberger, you know, all those, all those groups, uh, when they have a, when they have a defeat where they're defeated, in one thing sometimes they'll sit back and re regroup and then come back with twice but these people are, are they aren't stupid folks they're not 
they're not morons, okay? They're morons in the sense that they're following the devil and they're all going to hell, okay? And I think they most, most of them know it anyway, and they just want it. But um, uh, the accolades that they're going to get in hell, but they got news for them. They're going to be pretty. Um, but so if, if you have something like this, like uh, like Coburg, Coburg, <laughs> sorry, COVID, that uh, that was partially successful um, outwardly, and inwardly was very successful. Um, not not so much the disease itself or the infection itself, but the countermeasures that the uh, the government put in place, uh, in other words, the shots, uh, that are the real culprit, you know? And, and like I said, it, it was brilliant, you know, it really was. Okay, let's tell people that they're going to get sick and die. And we know that at least half of them are going to come take the shot. So let's let's get on that right away. Let's do that right away. You know, they come out on the news. Oh yeah, well you know, um, the fast track for the vaccine has worked, and you know, there's Pfizer making it, Moderna's making it, and then there's uh, others like Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca. I think was making them too. Um, the the vaccines and uh, so you, you, okay, but it's okay, folks. It's okay because we have an infinite supply of of shots to give you people. You know. So come get your 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 shot today. You'll have to get one now and one in two weeks or whatever it was, twenty eight days. I can't remember. Um, because I never got it. Um, so yeah, and so you know, right away to go get the first shot, and they feel crappy after they take it, just like most shots. You know, the flu shot always made me sick. That's why I take quit taking it years ago. Um. So you know, they get this reassurance under their belts. You know, oh yeah, well good. We're you know we. We'll probably be protected from COVID. We won't get it because that's what they told us to begin with. Remember, folks, it'll prevent you from getting COVID. Okay. Um, sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but stupidity kind of does that to me. It makes me laugh. Um, so, you know, they get their first shot and they're all happy. And then they find out they have to have a second one. Well, they knew that to begin with, right? Yeah, so they get the second one, and all of a sudden, a lot of them that got it, you know, friends and neighbors and stuff started coming down with COVID. You know, it's like, well, this is supposed to prevent that from happening. It's giving you the the infection. You're, you know, you're begging for the infection because it's in the shot. Um, so you get the second shot, and, and that makes you sicker than the dog, and uh but you're like, okay, well, you know, sometimes the the pound a pound of prevention is, or not prevention, or the pound of sure of cure, and um, so then they say, well, you know what? It looks like it doesn't last that long. The protection. Well, in a way, in a way, they're right because it went into your body with two shots and it's destroyed your your uh, immune system. Okay, it's taken it all the way down. So yeah, it has kind of done what it's supposed to do if you look at what their intentions were. Um, so everybody rushes. Well, a lot of people rush. I know a lot of people are after the second one said, no, I'm not doing it again. Sorry. Because they started to realize that what we were saying all along was the truth. You know, you take this shot, you're going to get sicker. It's going to kill your immune system and it'll probably kill you too. And so there you have it. Okay. Now, so all these people are running around with dead immune systems are very, very weakened immune systems. I mean, if they've had the booster and then the second booster, you know, it's 
<laughs> it's time to blow taps. Um, but um, that that being as it is, is um, the, the shot makes you sicker. Okay, it not only um, kills your immune system, but it, in many cases, it gives people another case of uh, or another shot at the uh, the, the so-called virus. Um, so then they're thinking, oh yeah, well, you know, I shouldn't be, this shouldn't be getting this. The government's like, well, no, no, that's okay. You know, this happens sometimes. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but what does it happen that many times, right? Okay. So what I want to talk about tonight is Marburg virus. And Marburg is a, it's probably the, the biggest, baddest boy on the, on the block. Okay. It's, uh, you got, you catch Marburg and <laughs> if you're in a civilized country, um, you know, a third, a first world country, you, you might survive it because, uh, the things are in place in hospitals and stuff to help. Although after seeing what hospitals did to COVID patients, you know, it's, you know, they were, they were more of a death factories than they were. You know, I remember we had um, one lady here and she, um, she got the, the first, um, the first shot. I think it might've been, um, I'm trying to think here. What was it? It might've been Moderna. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, and she didn't tell her husband about it because her husband is, has quite a bit going on health wise anyway, and didn't want to upset him. And so, you know, she, she goes on this trip, gets this, this boot, this shot, first shot, uh, comes back. And after a few weeks, all of a sudden she comes down with COVID, but she comes down with it really bad. Okay. So she didn't have it. She got the shot. She got it hospitalized. They put the respirator on her folks. Don't put the, put the respirator on. If you go into the hospital, don't do it. Do lung exercises, breathe as far in as you can, and then breathe out forcefully. Just keep doing it. Even if you get dizzy doing it, well, don't drive and do it. Okay. If you do it that, but, um, you know, when you're home deep in, very deep in, and then a forceful breath out and do that. Keep doing that all day long because that helps to strengthen your lungs and it helps the air to get underneath the mucus that's in, in your lungs. And although with, with, um, COVID-19, we found out that it was more of a vascular thing. It was, uh, the, the, blood vessels within the lung that were getting the clots in them. And that's what was killing people. And, uh, which makes you doubt the words of the CDC and the world health organization even more, because it seems like every time that they come out and say, no, no, this is, this is the truth about COVID. It's supposed to be a lie then, you know, and then, um, and then they have to scratch their heads and try to figure out how to get out of that lie. Okay. Now, if you look at the numbers for uh, Marburg, and we'll read all about Marburg and, and uh, what it's all about and everything, okay? Um, they say anywhere from 23% to 90% fatality rate, okay? Mortality rate with Marburg. Um, if we look at the worst case scenarios, 80 to 90%, um, so if we take the 556,277,687 that got COVID 
and you move that number and say, let's pretend that they got Marburg. Well, if 80% of the people die that catch Marburg, that means that number would be 445,022,149, and we got to have that 0.6 in there, okay? Um, that's a lot of people. That's, a pro that's approaching Georgia Guidestone um, amounts of people. But if you look at and say 90% caught it, I mean, uh, that number and 90% died, you're looking at 500 million people, 600, 500,649,918.3. Boy, if you take that 0.3 and 0.6, you almost have a complete person. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, so anyway, this compared to a 99.81% survival rate with COVID down to a, um, a death rate of 500 million um, out of 556 that catch it. That means 56 million people will somehow be blessed or they won't die. But, you know, uh, with these diseases, folks, it, it just doesn't, like a flu, it just doesn't come and go away, okay? with uh, hemorrhagic uh, diseases or, excuse me, infections, um, they progress. They have different steps, okay? I know most illnesses do, but the Marburg, they're def definitely defined, okay? And so uh, you catch it, it, it's kind of creeping up on you a little bit, and then bam, bam, pal, zam, you know, it's... Uh, you start bleeding out of your eyes, out of your organs, in your body, everything else, and uh, it's bad news. So, if this does, if this is the next one that they're going to unleash on us, because Bill Gates promised that we'd have another one, remember? He said it, so they're planning it. It's nice of, of them to let us know that they're doing it, you know. Um, but still, don't do it. <laughs> don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Yeah, don't do it. Okay. And if you can guess the name of that game show or that uh, that series, then uh, you're as old as I am. You know, just remember Robert Blake, and uh, he had a cockatoo. Okay. Um, so, without further ado, let us go. I want to get into this. All right. All you need to know about the Marburg disease. Okay. Let me go there. All right, here we go. It's time for Dave to read, okay? Does everybody have their cup of tea and, and biscuits? And uh, is everybody in a nice, comfortable chair? Okay, here we go. And this is from uh, primenewsghana.com. Now, Ghana is a little country in um, West Central Africa, and it, that is the area where Marburg and Ebola always break out, okay, all the time. And it's because of these little buggers right here. They're the reservoir that carries the Marburg uh, virus, um, little bats. And uh, anyway, that's, that's the problem, Shell, but it's found in their feces and everything else and, and other animals that they've bitten or whatever. Um, now, this was put in on here uh, the 8th of July, wow, 2022. By Prime News Ghana Category General News. Okay. 
That should take care of any copyright issues. All right. All right, it says Marburg uh, virus disease, MVD, is rare but severe hemorrhagic fever that affects both people and non-human primates. MVD is caused by a Marburg virus, a genetically unique zoonotic or animal-born RNA virus of the phylovirus family. The six species of Ebola virus are, only, are the only other known members of the phylovirus family. Marburg virus was first recognized in 1967 when outbreaks of hemorrhagic fever occurred simultaneously in laboratories in Marburg and Frankfurt, Germany, and in Belgrade, Yugoslavia, now Serbia. Uh, 31 people became ill. Initially, laboratory workers followed by several, uh, several medical personnel and family members who cared for them. Uh, seven deaths were, deaths were reported. The first people infected had been exposed to the Ugandan imported African green monkeys and their issue while conducting research. One uh, additional case was diagnosed retrospectively. The reservoir host for Marburg virus is the African fruit bat, Rusetus aegyptiacus. Uh, I can't believe I said that. Okay, fruit, fruit bats infected with Marburg virus do not show obvious signs of illness. Primates, including people, can become infected with Marburg virus and may develop serious disease with high mortality. Further study is needed to determine if any other species may also host the virus. The Rosetta's bat is cited um, is a cited uh, cave-dwelling bat, widely distributed across Africa. Given uh, the fruit bat's wide distribution, uh, more areas are potentially at risk for outbreaks for MVD than previously suspected. The virus is not known to be native to other continents such as North America. Ghana record. Uh, let's see. There's an article here that they're trying to send us to. Uh, Ghana re records two suspected cases of Marburg virus disease, uh, GHS. I guess it's the Ghana Health Service or something. Okay, MBD typically appears in sporadic outbreaks throughout Africa. Laboratory, laboratory confirmed cases in people have been reported in Uganda, Zimbabwe, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Congo Kenya, Angola, and South Africa. Many of the outbreaks started with male mine workers in bad infested mines. The virus then spreads within their communities through cultural practices under protected family care settings and under protected health care settings. It's possible that sporadic isolated cases occur as well as, as well, but go unrecognized. Thank you. Oh, my beautiful wife is, oh my goodness. Wow. Ooh, I'm happy. Uh, I can't eat it now, but I'll, I will definitely eat it later. Okay. Folks, I don't do commercials, but this LaCroix stuff is really good if you ever have a chance. Uh, whole different kinds of flavors. This is uh, Lemoncello. Lemoncello, Lemoncello. I don't know. Um, let's see. And I went way down by accident here. Okay. All right. Throughout Africa. Okay. Can you read those? Many of the outbreaks started with male mine workers. I read that. Okay. I read that. Okay. Uh, human cases of MVD have occurred outside Africa, such as during 1967 outbreak, but are infrequent. 
The 2000, in 2008, a Dutch tourist developed MVD after returning to the Netherlands from Uganda and subsequently died. Also in 2008, an American traveler developed MVD after returning to the U.S. from Uganda and recovered. Both travelers had visited the well-known cave inhabited by fruit bats in a national park. See the history of outbreaks table for a chronological list of known cases and outbreaks. I don't know about you folks, but if a cave is noted for having bats that have that disease, I don't think I'd go. <laughs> you know, I really don't. I, maybe I'm missing something here, but I wouldn't go. Okay. All right. It is unknown how Marburg virus uh, first spreads from animal from it first spreads from its animal host to people. However, for the first two cases in, in tourists visiting Uganda in 2008, the unprotected contact with infected bat feces or aerosols are the most likely routes of infection. After this initial crossover of virus from a host animal to people, transmission occurs through person-to-person -person contact. The virus spreads through direct contact, such as broken skin, mucous membranes, in the eyes, nose, or mouth with um, body or blood or bodily fluids, urine, saliva, sweat, feces, vomit, breast milk, amniotic fluid, and semen of a person who is sick or died from Marburg virus disease or objects contaminated with body fluids from a person who is sick with or has died from Marburg virus disease, such as clothes, bedding, needles, and medical equipment. Semen from the male, semen from the man who recovered from MVD, uh, though through oral, vaginal, or anal sex, this virus can remain in certain body fluids, including semen, of a patient who has recovered from MV MVD, even if they no longer have symptoms or severe illness. There is no evidence of Marburg virus can be spread through sex or other contact with vaginal fluids from a woman who has had MVD. Spread of the virus between people has occurred in the close environments and among direct contacts. A common example though is caregivers in the home or in a hospital. Non-sophomile, non <laughs> I used to know this word, non-nosomochial uh, transmission. That's the best I can do folks. Um, in previous outbreaks, people who have handled infected non-human primates or have come in direct contact with their bodily fluids who have become infected with Marburg virus. Uh, laboratory exposures can also occur if the, labs, the lab staff handle live Mar Marburg virus. Um, data on Marburg virus is limited. However, as Marburg virus is in the same family as the virus that causes Ebola um, virus disease, it can also be assumed that virus persistence in the body fluids may be similar. Well, let's go into signs and symptoms, okay? You can always tell you're getting close to the end of an article when you get into signs and symptoms, okay? After an incubation period of 2 to 21 days, symptom onset is sudden and marked by fever, chills, headache, and myalgia, which is muscle pain. Uh, around the fifth day after the onset of symptoms, a maculopapular rash most prominent on the chest or the, to the trunk, the chest, the back, and the stomach may occur. A nausea, vomiting, chest pain, a sore throat, abdominal pain, and diarrhea may appear. 
Symptoms become increasingly severe and can include jaundice. Uh, inflammation of the pancreas, severe weight loss, delirium, shock, liver failure, massive hemorrhaging, and multi-organ dysfunction. Man, it's hitting it right out of the park. Uh, clinical dis- diagnosis of my Margaret disease, um, virus disease, MBD, can be difficult. Many of the signs and symptoms of MBD are similar to other infectious diseases such as malaria and typhoid fever or viral hemorrhagic fevers that may be endemic in the area, such as Lassa fever or Ebola. This is especially true if a single case is involved. The case uh, fatality rate of MVD is between 23 and 90%. For a complete listing of case fatality rates and for each outbreak, please see history of outbreaks table. Here we go again, okay. Risk of exposure. People may be at risk of exposure to Marburg virus if they have close contact with African fruit bats. Oh, yeah, every day, right? Um, the res- which is the reservoir for the Mar- Marburg virus. Or their urine or excretions. Also, people sick with Marburg virus disease or non-human primates infected with Marburg virus. Historically, the people at the highest risk include family members of hospital staff who care for patients infected with Marburg virus and have not used proper infection prevention and control measures, certain occupations such as veterinarians in laboratory or quarantine faculty, excuse me, yeah, facility workers who handle non-human primates from Africa may also be at risk for exposure to Marburg virus. Exposure risk can be higher than for those traveling, excuse me, let me start. Exposure risk can be higher for those Travelers visiting endemic regions in Africa and have contact with fruit bats. Uh, yeah, okay, I said the scientific name. Or enter caves or mines inhabited by these bats. Diagnosis. Clinical diagnosis of Marburg virus disease can be difficult. Many of the signs and symptoms of MVD are similar to other infectious diseases. I think you just said that. Yeah, okay, that's reading over again. Okay. If a person has early symptoms of MVD and a possible exposure to Marburg virus, the patient should be isolated and public health professionals notified. Samples from the patient can then be collected and tested to confirm confirm infection. That is the correct way, folks. That is the correct way to quarantine people. You quarantine the sick. You don't quarantine the healthy. Okay, and just like everything else, the Democrats, along with Fauci, have got that bass backwards, and um, and we're paying the price still. Let me continue here. Uh, a person has early symptoms of MVD and possible exposure to Marburg virus. The patient should be isolated. Okay, isolated and public health professionals notified. Uh, samples from the patient can be t- then be taken and collected and tested to confirm infection. Antigen capture enzyme linked to immunosorbent uh, assay or ELSA, ELSA testing, uh, polymerase chain reaction, PCR. Are we all familiar with that? And IgM capture ELISA can be used to confirm a case of MVD within a few days of symptom onset. Virus isolation may also be performed, but should only be done in a high containment laboratory with good laboratory practices. The IG, IgG capture uh, ELISA is uh, approximate for testing persons appropriate 
protesting persons later in, in the course of the disease or after recovery. In decreased in deceased patients, I guess they are decreased, huh? Um, immunohistochemistry virus isolation or PCR or blood or tissue specimens may be used to diagnose MVD retrospect treatment. There's no specific treatment for Marburg viral disease. Supported hospital therapy should be utilized, uh, which includes balancing the patient's fluids and electrolytes, maintaining oxygen status and blood pressure, replacing lost blood and, and clotting factors, and treatment for any complicated infections. Uh, experiments, uh, experimental treatments are validated in non-human primate models, but not, never have tried in humans. Okay. Then it talks about prevention. Well, don't go, go near a cave that has bats in it. Um, stay away from people that have the disease. And uh, I think that would pretty well cover that, right? Right. Bloody well right. Okay. All right. What do we got here? Oh. Past 37 minutes already. Okay. So, in my scenario, folks, pardon me, it's really warm in this cottage. I have to get something to drink here. If I can open a can. Things are getting difficult in my old age. <laughs> ah, what that whistle. Okay, ready to go again. Here we go. Um, here we go. So it's real simple to see from a warfare standard. I've never been in the military, but I know the way the enemy acts. And the way the enemy acts is the same way that his disciples act, meaning men on earth doing evil and trying to kill off other men on earth um read a lot about the um the holocaust and not just the jewish holocaust in germany and europe in world war ii but the turkish holocaust too um actually i would call it a, a specific uh, country but it's three countries that turkey tried to eliminate um right during and after the end of world war one Millions of uh, Armenians were killed. Millions of Assyrians were killed. I think I think that was just up in the high. I don't want to make it trivialized, but in the high six hundred thousands or something. And let's see, and the Assyrians, uh, Armenians, Assyrians. Oh, and Greeks. Okay, they uh, they slaughtered a great number of Greeks too. Um, I remember hearing a story. Um, I have a family member. He's probably deceased by now. He's he's probably was my dad's age or maybe a little older. And um, his family escaped from Armenia back in 1917. And, uh, or thereabout. And they came to the United States uh, to escape that persecution. And um, I'm glad they did because it was a mess. He, he might have been one of the casualties had that not happened. Um, and I had a coworker, a dear lady, um, worked with her down in, um, Sacramento and they came here not too long ago. I, I see probably 10, maybe 15, 20 years ago from Armenia. Um, 
having been persecuted uh, after the fall, fall of the war, you got to understand uh, the politics that go on in these countries, especially the communistic ones, because um, if you don't belong to the party, you don't work and you don't eat. Okay. Um, but if you belong to the party, you get these little, um, talking about communist party, you get these little uh, treats every once in a while, you know, make it a bonus or you, or, or something else, just something to keep your thirst, uh, to whet your thirst for, for communism. Um, and so anyway, with her family, uh, the husband, uh, became a communist, not because he believed in the ideology, but so that he could feed his family. And uh, they were all versed in it. She told me about how they would have to learn that all that philosophy, communistic philosophy in school, uh, grade school, high school, middle school, um, and how it was forced down her throats all the time. And they would just kind of mimic the words, but not really know what it means. And if they did, they just didn't, you know, they didn't, they said it, but they didn't believe it, you know? And um, so anyway, uh, when Glasnost came and the, and the wall fell, uh, in, in Germany and, uh, all the countries started to, to claim their, uh, independence that were under the Soviet bloc. Armenia was one of them. And, um, <laughs> and so her husband and her, I guess, became public enemy number one in many ways because the people remembered that he, 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 be, he became a communist and, and he didn't like communists. So, um, he had to come to the United States. They all did, uh, as, uh, asylum seekers because, uh, their own countrymen were out to kill them or get them anyway. I don't know what they would do with them, but that's the story. But, um, so she told me that, uh, when her grandmother, uh, was a young lady, I guess she was very pretty. A lot of Armenian women are very pretty. Um, and, because she was very pretty, when the Turks came and they were searching in villages for, for women to rape, pillage, and plunder, so to speak, uh, what the girls would do there is they would get as dirty as they can. They'd lay in mud if they had to and, and everything else. And when the soldier would come by and see how messy they were, you know, it was like, well, I'm not wasting my time with this, you know. And they'd pass them up and, and ride off, you know. And uh, So that's two little instances that I know of, of people that were involved with the, um, the Turks and that genocide. Okay. Uh, the Turks for the most part, I don't know. Let's just put it this way. The government and the religious system stinks. The, the average Turk is a nice person, I guess, you know, it's, it's just like anything else. You know, people think people in the United States are the evil Satan, you know? Uh, but when they get to know us and when we get to know them, we're, we're all good. We're just, we're them, they're us, and we're just trying to make it through life and um, without any harm and uh, hopefully with a little bit of prosperity. So anyway, um, so we had the, 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 the two genocides, and um, and now now we're working on a third one, though, but this is a covert one, and it's being done by the elites to get rid of everybody, to um, maybe try to reach that 500 million that they want to get down to, but they don't don't realize that they can't do that. Okay. Um, yes, people, a lot of people are going to die during the tribulation. There's no doubt about it. Okay. A lot of people are going to die, but they're going to die of different things. Uh, heat is one of them. 
Uh, scripture is very clear that men's heart will, will fail them because they'll see what's coming upon the earth. Um, let's see. Um, men will, it's going to be seven years of warfare, believe it or not, even though, you know, it's cast as not being one of those, as cast as being three and a half years of peace and then three and a half years of hell on earth. But um, I think that the whole thing is going to be uh, pretty nasty, pretty gnarly. Um, and, and that's, you know, putting it lightly, but if I might say so, uh, but it's, um, it's interesting in that, um, let's see. Okay. It's like I said, these people aren't dumb, these elites. Okay. And so what they decided to do, they knew, I'm confident that they knew that if, it came out that this was a kill shot. The, the COVID-19 shots were kill shots um, that people would get wise too soon. Okay. So now I've heard stories about some people get placebos. Okay. They would give some people regular shots and mixed in with those shots were placebos that people were given and never told. So if, if one in 10 was a, is a um, placebo, then that's a lot of people that are never really going to come, come down with it because they, um, because they, uh, they never got the shot that gave it to everybody. Okay. Yeah. They might come down with the Omicron or something like that. So a simpler form of it, but you know, the law of, um, the law of, uh, come on, David, think, Uh, well, let's just put it this way. I, I can't think of the terminology, but um, there, there's a law when it comes to genetics and when it comes to um, genetic anomalies and, and, and things that, uh, that should not be. Um, and that law is that 99.99% of all uh, mutations is the law of mutations. Uh, 99% of the law of, uh, of mutations will um, will fail because as an organism mutates more and more, it becomes weaker and weaker. Okay. Uh, and that's true with anything. Okay. Um, so it tends to become weaker and weaker. And that's what we've seen with, uh, with COVID-19. Okay. We saw the, the, the people that got it first and, you know, one of them um, got Pretty well, the, the worst of the um, the whole thing. Um, and then people that caught Delta, uh, it wasn't so bad. And then Omicron, which we caught again, uh, it was a piece of cake, especially when we had our ivermectin. Um, so, like I said, it, it, the law of mutation is that um, things that mutate tend to lose order as they go along and um and they they fail okay they die miserably um i've often used the uh because i i got so tired of hearing about how uh excuse me got so tired of hearing about how birds are descended from dinosaurs okay it's impossible 
let those people cite that the legs on a on a chicken, let's say, are a lot like the scales on a on a reptile. Yeah, well, okay. Um, but in order for it's called macroevolution, going from one species to another, what what scientists fail to acknowledge. I think they know this, but they have no other proof of anything else. So, um, if let's just say a a dinosaur laid an egg, okay, or a big lizard, let's just use modern day stuff and a Komodo dragon laid an egg, okay, and it um, it hatched, but it had one hind leg, one feather, one wing, and then the front arms were uh, somehow mangled because this is a mutation, remember? Okay. So what's going to happen to that? Well, there's not going to be another one born like it so they can make the like kind. Okay. So this thing is going to die because it can't run to escape predators. It can't fly because it's only got one wing. There's some other problems too. Birds have four chambered hearts, like uh, just like mammals. Um, so we they have longer endurance. Um, they can run for a long time. A lizard can only run so far so fast, and and then it has to stop because it uh, expends too much energy for a, for a two chambered heart to be able to handle. They have two chambered hearts. Reptiles do. Birds have four, just like humans. Okay. So you'd have to change the whole cardiovascular structure of the, of this creature from a reptile into a bird. And birds are warm-blooded. Reptiles are cold-blooded. Here's another thing for you. Okay. You know, let's go back to what we were talking about. Because I've gone way, way, way down the, down the beaten path, so to speak. But um, so what about Marburg? Is it a weapon? Yes. As a matter of fact, it's classified as a... Uh, the weapon of mass destruction. And um, that's kind of worrisome. But um, it's, if I was an, if I was the elites, okay, and I'm not, believe me, I'm far from it. Look what I'm living in. You know? um, I, I'd have the Taj Mahal if I was an, uh, an elite. Um, but um, what, what would I do? You know, the, and I like to compare it to baseball, okay? So if you know anything about baseball, hopefully you do. Some of you do anyway. And because I don't know where we reach out to. I know we reach out to Australia and uh, New Zealand, and I don't know if baseball is very popular down there. And the, their football is a whole different than our football. And Anyway, so you got the guy up at bat, all right? And the pitcher is the guy, let's say he's pitching diseases. Okay. All right. So he takes a nasty flu and he pitches it right at the batter. And the batter hits it, but it's a foul, but it, it shakes off some of its chromosomes or whatever, and the guy catches the flu. Okay. Then uh, he's still at bat. And the pitcher pitches uh, COVID-19 this time. You know, the first the first um, batch. 
and the first infection. And um, the guy hits a foul again, and a little bit of it comes off, and it goes into him, and he catches COVID, the, the first, you know, the original COVID-19. And he has a hard time, and he gets over it. Well, now the, the picture, he's still up at bat, and the pitcher's got, he's like, I got the kill shot here. I've got it. I'm going to get this guy. And not only is he going to be out, but he's going to be out of everything, <laughs> life, so to speak. So he pitches this thing, and it's it's Marburg. And the guy foul tips it again, and a little comes off. And it goes into the guy's body. And he runs the first base. He gets halfway to second base and dies. Okay, that is how important or the difference between COVID-19 and Marburg is. Okay. We're talking about 0.011% fatality rate with COVID-19 and 90 up to 90% with Marburg. That's a big jump, a big number. And um, so the enemy, you know, uh, and I'm talking about the elites now. Um, yeah, infect the world with COVID-19. You know, some people got placebos. I realize that, but not many. And get the whole world sick. But not only are they getting sick, you're killing their immune systems. Okay. They think that they're getting a boosted immune system, but you're killing it. The first shot pretty well decimates it. I'd say about maybe 70%. Have a little bit of protection against disease. And about that time, when your body's starting to kick in to fighting things again, because that's about how long it takes before the body rejuvenates itself, all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you got to get your second shot. You get your second shot. And while your body is rejuvenating itself, it's not quite there, but it's doing it. You get the second shot and bam, bada bing, bada boom, it's gone. So your body's searching for ways now to protect itself, and it can't do that. And... Uh, along comes another strain of, of COVID, and boy, boy, bam, you catch it. Right. And it's worse than you could have imagined because you have no protection whatsoever. Uh, no antibodies, no killer cells, no T cells uh, to fight these things. And you're up the creek without a paddle. Okay. But let's just say that you, it wasn't a bad strain and you, you got over it. Okay. But your body now is so worn out. Your immune system is shot. It's like, please, no more. I can't handle any more. Just leave me alone. Okay? And all of a sudden, Marburg comes around. The person catches Marburg. Well, no immune system plus Marburg is death. Okay? It's bam. It's gone. And I'm afraid for all these people, especially my brothers and sisters who got this, these shots and maybe the boosters for COVID-19. Um they don't have an immune system anymore. Yeah, they haven't gotten sick recently. It's because they haven't been around anybody that was sick. Um, but when they do get around somebody that's sick. Okay. Oh, this guy's back. Hillary caused COVID because she has millions in pharmaceutical stock. Well, she might have contributed to the shots. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there, there could be a lot of truth to what you put, put there, avenging pineapple. Um, so where was I? Sorry, I get sidetracked and I can't remember where I was. Um, okay. Yeah. So 
Marburg comes along and, and it's so infectious and so deadly that there's no, there's no question about it. Bam, you're gone. You are gone. And um, I got a feeling that within the next couple of years, when something like Marburg or something comes along, uh, it's going to be bad, folks. It's going to be, you know, bring out your dead. And there's going to be a truck out there. And, you know, you load your loved one into the truck and they're taken and, uh, and put in a mass grave somewhere. Uh, and I'd like to see what this, well, if I'm alive, the situation would be with getting shots too, because they don't have a cure for this. Um, so what is, is Pfizer going to cook up a brand new cure for Marburg now? Is, uh, is it going to take them just five months to make a, a new, um, uh, a new injection, a new, uh, immune, uh, excuse me, what am I trying to say? Um, uh, a new, a new shot to fight the infection and to make you, um, immune from the infection. And so, you know, what's, what's going to happen there? Um, are they going to say, you have to take this shot. This, this disease is so deadly. You have to take it or you're going to get thrown in jail or COVID camp or whatever. And uh, I do believe that they do have camps set up. I do. I have no doubt about it. Um, and it just might be for us the next time when we uh, decide we're not taking that shot. And especially that one. My goodness. I mean, <laughs> you know, I came into this world clean and I want to die clean. You know, I, I want to die without, uh, I wanted to die on God's, God's purpose, you know, not some avenging, sick, uh, demonic angel that wants to kill off mankind through, uh, through shots and stuff like that. But, um, so it'll be interesting to see if, um, if this is going to be the next, uh, kickoff, so to speak, um, and, and, and perhaps they're waiting until the first two years are totally up um, from people getting the vaccine. So they started getting it, I think, around March, right, of 2020. Yeah, around March of 2020. So March of 2022 would have been two years. Okay, so maybe they're waiting three years for, for the total effect of COVID-19 to decimate the body of people that got it. And meanwhile, you're going to have your your people going in for boosters still, and uh, because they believe the lie, and it's a mess. But uh, you know, avenging pineapple, you, you, that's amazing because you, you just you kind of segued into something for me, and I really appreciate that. Uh, we all know this is about money, right? This is about how much money a pharmaceutical company can make while breaking the law and killing people and not be taking a task for it. Okay. <laughs> now you're getting a little bit out there, <laughs> Benji. Uh, but I always do like when you write, it's, you should get together and write a, like a Babylon B book or something. Um, anyway. Oh man, I, I keep reading these things and I, I get lost. Um, oh, yeah, the pharmaceutical companies are making money. Uh, we know that Pfizer and Moderna both have brought in billions upon billions of dollars into their company because of this. And Avenging uh, Pineapple, what she wrote, just really hit my heartstrings because 
uh, he or she, I'm sorry, I don't know if you're a man or a woman, so uh, forgive me. But um, the whole pharmaceutical industry, as far as I can see, and, and I can talk about this because I worked in pharmacy for 25 years, okay? And I worked in nursing for another five years. So I've, I've been around, I've seen stuff. And, and many of these medications that they give people, whether it be for psychiatric emergencies, whether it be for um, diabetes or, or other maladies people can get, um, the medications that they make for them only cause problems. Okay. Um, in that, yes, it might cause your body to recognize, let's say a diabetic drug, um, it might cause your body to recognize the sugar and take the sugar in. But what happens with, with that a lot of times, and I've seen it myself, um, you know, and other people, uh, they, oh yeah, hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm healed. I'm, I don't have diabetes anymore. Yes, you do. <laughs> And follow a diet or it's going to get worse. No, no, it's okay. I'm going to go down and I'm going to have me a milkshake or something. I'm like, oh, gee. Then they take their blood sugar later and it's up to 400, you know, or higher. And you explain them again, you can't do this. Okay, I won't. And then a week later, they're doing it again. Anyway, um, so, uh, so to counteract some of the bad effects of the whatever the drug is, uh, uh, metformin or uh, many of the hundreds of drugs that are used. Oh, I won't say hundreds, but tens of drugs that are used for diabetes um, have their side effects that they need something else to cure. Um, here's another example. Um, there's a drug out there called Lasix, okay? And it's used... I'm sorry for the barking, folks. I, we got a dog next door. It's Barks at everything. Um, yeah, Lasix uh, or furosemide is the, is the generic name. Uh, so they give it to people with high blood pressure because the theory is that if you get rid of some of the water in your in your water content, um, your blood pressure go down and it works. Okay, but what happens is um, I, I got to remember the name of these. Um, the the um, the, the furosemide, the Lasix, um, operates in a part of the kidney called, the, I think it's the, called the loops of Henel. And that is where um, nutrients like potassium and, um, and uh, magnesium stuff are, are excreted from the body. So what it does is it opens up too many doors in that section and you start losing potassium. So you got to take potassium pills so you maintain your potassium levels and your heart doesn't mess up. Okay. Um, tons, there's tons of things that, that have to be added to other drugs so that they don't hurt you. And, and then like with the potassium, then you have to go in and get blood checked all the time because, you know, if you didn't take your furosemide for a little while, um, sorry for the dog folks. If you don't take your furosemide for a little while, all of a sudden your, your potassium starts building up again and you don't want too much of that. Uh, one of the drugs that they give people when they're giving them um, the injections uh, for capital punishment, one of them is an overdose of potassium because it slows the heart down and enough of it will stop the heart. Okay, so that's why they're concerned about too much or too little potassium in your body. But um, 
man, I'm really getting off the beaten path. But um, so I see it. This is this is what I see is going on. Okay. All right. They wanted to get rid of a bunch of us. And while it looks like the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines and the virus vector vaccines have not really done their job, they have because they're doing it covertly. Uh, look at look at the numbers of um, of athletes that have died. Yeah, way over a thousand that have perished because uh, of blood clots and uh, and heart ailments, and it's and they've all had the vaccine. Okay, and we're talking about people that are in their late teens and 20s, people that usually don't have heart problems, okay? But they're dropping like flies, unfortunately, you know? So um, taking into account that it's, it's doing its job in some ways, but not too much to make people suspicious, okay? So now what's going to happen is Marburg or a disease like it or another disease is going to come around. I think it's going to be Marburg myself. I don't know. Or Ebola, one of the two. And it's going to come around and it's going to attack people ferociously because they don't, they're not covered anymore. They don't have any more immune system. It's dead. And that, that disease is going to move in just like people that have AIDS. Matter of fact, they're calling what, uh, what's happening to these people the AIDS. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, that having been said, <clears throat> the, um, it's, uh, so we got a whole population out there, at least half of us that are, have uh, dead immune systems. And then when Marburg comes, you know, bam, bada bing, bada boom, they're gone, you know? Um, and I know that's, it's kind of, I'm not saying that lightly because I, I got a mother and a sister that both took that stupid shot, you know? And if that is what I'm saying is true, then they're at peril. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm reading what this person wrote here. Okay, I'd have to fact check this, but he writes, uh, or he or she, uh, Avenging Pineapple writes, uh, Dr. Fauci said no sacrifice is too large <clears throat> when it comes to tricking people. I've been single-mindedly in... I've been single-minded in my effort to trick people about vaccines, said Dr. Fauci. I could believe it. I really could believe it. Um, he'd be stupid to say that. And, you know, he's not the brightest person on earth. So it's quite possible that he did say it. Um, thanks for that info, Benji Pineapple. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, the first one was a, a punch to the punch to the kidneys. The second one's going to be a punch to the head, and it's going to be a knockout shot for a lot of people. And um, that's sad. It really is. Um, if you're one of those folks that let me let me explain something real quick though, because there's the caveat here. Okay, a lot of people that I know are believers in Yeshua, and they went and got that shot. Um, Without better advice, they believe their doctors um, and they believe the CDC and the WHO instead of trusting in Yeshua. Well, you know, all of us do things on a daily basis without trusting in Yeshua, okay? So we really can't knock them for that, okay? Um, but 
God or Yahweh has made certain promises to his people. One is that no weapon would prosper against us. And that's a weapon. COVID-19 vaccine is a weapon. Um, okay, no weapon will form against us will prosper. Um, that he's got us in his hands and he takes care of us. Um, if he takes care of the sparrow, how much more will he take care of us? Uh, being that we're people and they're just birds. Um, you know, it's, he doesn't, um, he doesn't leave you high and dry. He doesn't say, well, you're stupid. You took the shot. You're dead. See you. See you on the other side. See you when you get here. No, he's really concerned. He's, he's hurt that, that people were ignorant and they did something they probably shouldn't have done. And, but like I said, it happens every day, everybody. We're all ignorant. We all do things we shouldn't do. And then we, excuse me, and then we um, we go to church on Sundays and try to feel better about ourselves. But um, And it works, but still, uh, until we're following him 100%, we're never going to be truly happy people. But um, so anyway, yeah, if, if you took it and you're covered, okay? Because no weapon formed against you will prosper. All right. And that includes the, the COVID-19 virus. It's a weapon. You let them put it in you, but it's not going to prosper. Okay. And, you know, if I took it, I would, my philosophy would be, well, if I, this, if I go home, I go home, you know, and, uh, but, you know, pretty pragmatic. I, I know a lot of people aren't, but, um, anyway, so don't worry. Okay, you, you don't, you're not in trouble with God. You're not in trouble with Yahweh. Okay. And he loves you and he's forgiven you for everything you've done. His blood has not covered your sin, but washed it away. Uh, if you're not saved from sin and death, then uh, you need to talk to Yahweh about that. Or you could talk to me or Brian. Brian's a good source. He, um, He's pretty intelligent when it comes to steps and methods and stuff like that. So, um, you know, if you send a letter to me, I'll just send it to him. Just make sure you want it to go to him. Just say for Brian by a Dave or something. Anyway, um, I don't want to do this too much longer because I'm getting tired. But um, anyway, I do think that they're going to bring in Marburg and it's going to be much worse than before. And this is where we're going to see the heavy numbers die. Okay. And it's, um, if it, if it affects my hope, and I hate to say this, but I, I, I kind of hope that Yahweh would turn it around to where it, it, it takes out the elites and it takes out, uh, you know, the, 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 um, the leftists in the Senate and the leftists in the, um, uh, in the house. You know, and all the people that have been promoting this is good and, and hyping people up for taking it, you know, the, um, the COVID-19 shot. Uh, I just hope it comes to roost on them, you know. And um, Psalm, what is it? I think it's Psalm one one oh, Psalm 110. Uh, I think it's 110. David was um, having a bad day. <laughs> King David was in. 
and he decided to pray against his enemies. And I mean, it's it's an incredible prayer this psalm is, and it's like, you know, you, you can almost feel his enemies or have like a vision of his enemies just dropping dead right there. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, check it out when you get a chance. And I believe it's Psalm 110. And uh, you can see that you're allowed to have a righteous anger. You're allowed to be mad about things. You're allowed to put curses on people if if they um, if they offend the Lord or something like that. I, I'm not going to say that we should do that, okay? But um, it has happened and scripturally and uh, biblically and everything else. So um, anyway, so when when the marber comes around, it's going to be a bad scene and. Um, I don't know. A lot of your neighbors are going to be gone. And a lot of, um, maybe some of your loved ones will be gone too. So, um, spend time with your loved ones. Okay. Your mom, your dad, your friends, your family, because even without all this crap that's going on, um, we need to be doing that more anyway. We need to be loving on each other more because we don't know the time is short. Okay. And whether the rapture is at the beginning of the tribulation, the middle, I don't think it'll ever be at the end, but um, we have to be ready, okay? I, myself, I'm ready in case it's the middle, okay? I've, I think I'm mentally ready, and I think I'm spiritually ready. Um, but if it were to be at the beginning, it would be a real welcome thing, I'll tell you. Um so I do look for the imminent return of, of Yeshua. Um, I just don't know when it's going to be. And I'm not going to throw my cards on the table right away and say, yeah, it's this time or that time. I'm going to wait and see, like the rest of us should be doing, watching and praying. Okay. Um, anyway, so folks, I think Marburg is going to be the replacement for COVID, and I think it's going to come and decimate this world. Um, hopefully, it'll, <clears throat> it'll decimate the elites too. Um, it'd be nice if it just uh, decimated the elites and nothing else. That would that'd be awesome. And Lord, you you know you can do that, Lord Yeshua. You can change that um, the DNA structure, the RNA structure, or whatever of that virus to where it, it only attacks uh, arrogant SOBs that uh, have a lot of money and uh, want to take over the world. <laughs> so, from my lips to your ears, Lord Yeshua. Okay, folks, I'm going to get going here. It's been on for about an hour and 15 minutes, and I'm tired. i got to go let the chickens in. We had a chicken side today. Um, our dog got a hold of one of the chickens and pretty well messed it up. Uh, well, it killed it. And um, so we're all sad about that. But um, this is a cycle of life, I guess. And But we'll be watching out that that dog doesn't get back there anymore. <laughs> so, um Anyway, folks, um, it's been a pleasure being with you on, on this Monday night, on this very warm Monday night in, uh, in Oregon. And uh, just hope and pray that you have a wonderful week until Thursday when we're back again. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, the Nephilim, uh, some problem areas where the Nephilim are concerned, um, like were there two incursions before the flood and after the flood, Um what are some of the false beliefs that are out there concerning that? Uh, yeah, holding on to the ark for uh, a half a year or a quarter of a year, excuse me, until the waters abated. <laughs> yeah, 
that would that would just make me laugh. Um, anyway, uh, so folks, have a blessed. Uh, let's see, today is Monday, uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and all day Thursday until we meet again. And as I always do, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you, be gracious unto you. May He watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, and your lying down. May He bring you the peace that passes all understandings in every situation you could possibly think of. May He give you rest and nourish your soul in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Folks, good night. Love you guys.